0: Hello and welcome. This is Background Screening Tips and Tech with your hosts Tim Santoni and Joe Berlin. Thanks so much for tuning in uh, to the show where we try to give uh, clients insight to the background screening industry, current trends, software, technology, and tips to help them go further and faster. Uh, I'm here in our corporate offices at Santoni Backgrounds out in California. Joe is remote. Uh, He's a regional account executive with Santoni out of Ohio. And uh, today uh, we're in the midst of... uh, the PBSA conference, but we wanted to take a moment to connect with all of you viewers and followers, talk a little bit a bit about technology as it relates to software and applicant tracking systems, commonly referred to as ATS systems, uh, and kind of give our takes and insights as to what we've been seeing, uh, some some basic trends, some things you should look out for or be aware of, and uh, hopefully provide some insights to help you guys uh, move along as you look to onboard your applicants in a more streamlined, cost-effective, and efficient way, and making that process. Extremely um, professional for your applicants, since that is their first touch point with your organizations, and we know this is a big theme in the overall, you know, onboarding and background screening um, industry. So, Joe, I'll let you kick it off. Um, you know, why don't you give us give us a view of kind of the things that you're seeing trends as it relates to ATS or applicant tracking systems, and as how it relates to the background screening world?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think back on my time in background screening, approaching fifteen. 15- Years and an ATS or applicant tracking system integration with background is was something that never happened. Then, after a few years, it rarely happened. Uh, now, it's happening constantly. Um, but I still see some confusion around what can and can't be done. With um, so, it's been interesting over the last few years to kind of watch those things that take place and some of the conversations that happen um, in regards to not just the applicant tracking system itself, how it interacts with background screening. And what's been really fun and kind of exciting to see is the technology around it and how ATSs and background screening companies work together to really provide a streamlined, smooth process uh, for the end user. Um, and, and I say end user because maybe it's the employer that's working on it uh, and utilizing it, or, or maybe it's the applicant during that, that application. So it's been
0: really kind of cool to see all of this
1: app for sure.
0: Definitely. Yeah. So I think that one thing that I'm seeing is obviously there's a need to implement technology in the background screening process. And while technology can be useful, I think it also can get in the way. And I think that understanding how an ATS system would integrate with the background screening provider is super important and some things are, are seamless and, and move their way right through. Some are all integrated on one platform. Some are utilizing customizations of other platforms to try and move that process along. And there's so much technology that can be used. So I just kind of want to start off by kind of laying the ground rules, I guess, if you will, for the different types of technology out there. So first off, there are kind of dedicated hiring websites with a dynamic or a static link where you could send an applicant to, to authorize and disclose their information for a background screening, And that could be integrated as part of a hiring platform, whether that's on a, a client or an employer site or it's through an ATS system. And then that's one way of doing it. Another way is using a a literally pushing of information from one technology to another, one platform to another. Uh, And something that we utilize in our business is an electronic application deployed via email, which is where the applicant receives an email from the system. And that can be done through inputting by an HR professional or through an ATS integration that launches that out. One thing to keep in mind is that whether you're using an ATS integration, using a dedicated website, the quick app or some other uh, software integration, the applicant still has to authorize and disclose their information in the process. And so I think it's important to understand if you're looking at an ATS platform, who's handling that authorization process and is it making it to the background screening provider and being made available to the applicant to the background screener and to you as the employer. Um, And so those are the things that need to be addressed when you're evaluating those different things and talk to your applicant tracking system, look at your HR system and see how those integrations work. So you can make sure that it's seamless and flawless both from a customization and needs perspective on your background screening processes, and also from your HR, you know, administration people, making sure that it can go from an onboarding, you know, screening, resume review to screening to onboarding into your, uh, a- you know, your payroll system and your benefit system, all those things play out and looking at it from the front end is super important. Some important things to take a look at is kind of your volume. How many applicants are you pushing through? How much time, how much time is it going to save you? And what's the cost investment? There's ATS systems that are free. There's some that are kind of mid level and there's some high tier, super expensive um, uh, applications for enterprise level customers. So that's kind of a high level overview of the different types of technology that are being used the processes to look at, and then kind of those things to look out for. Joe, what what do you want to add?
1: Yeah, so you brought up um, an interesting point there, right? Uh, One that I think um, end users need to have more of a discussion around, uh, because I think there's a lot of confusion, and that is um, who's housing what pieces of information, right? So your background screening provider is technically uh, regulated, Uh, by, you know, different entities and and regulations, but they themselves are considered a consumer reporting agency or a CRA. And and because of that, there's certain guidelines, certain regulations that they have to follow. And an ATS is certainly not uh, a consumer reporting agency or CRA. And in most instances, there are pieces of information that they do not want to touch. And one of them is the, the report itself. Um, and so having the conversation, I think, up front is a really good point. Have the conversation. Who's who's collecting the release information and who's pushing it to who? Who's holding the background screening information, the results, the report? And how is that information ultimately going to get there? I think that's a really important conversation to have up front. When it comes to the different types of technologies, I've sat in a, in a couple rooms uh, with different end users, different ATS platforms and um, some other IT individuals. And what I will tell you is that um, IT individuals can speak a lot deeper about this than I can, but ultimately any background screening company has the ability, if they have the time and the costs associated with it, to integrate into any applicant tracking system. And so one thing that I think that employers tend to do and I think they should attempt to not do that they can going forward is to choose a background screening provider based on the new ATS that they pick, saying, well, they're already integrated with these background screening providers and I don't see your name on the list or I don't see my current provider on the list, so we're going to go ahead and try. If you're happy with your current background screening partner, there's no reason for you to change. The ATS can integrate with them. It's just a matter of having the conversation, having the conversation
0: Yeah, Joe. And that's a really good, really good point. So what I've seen is, is that sometimes employers will migrate to an ATS system that has a closed loop and there's maybe one or two very large background screening providers that are integrated. Um, I won't mention any names, but the big ones come to mind. The challenge is by making that they've created these integrations because the technologies integrate well and it's, it works at scale. But if you're a mid tier small business, Um, you're not going to get the same level of service that you're accustomed to when you migrate to the big three or big five that you were with maybe a mid tier CRA. um, Just merely because the fact that you're not their ideal customer, the integrations are, are, you know, geared to go with the product or service that's out of the box. There's no customization. So while you may be gaining some flexibility in terms of your integration, you're losing support. Turnaround time and customization that you might need. If, for instance, you have you know drivers and you may need to have custom packages or integrated substance abuse and physicals are a couple examples. But um, that's the most important thing is is have some alignment. Look to utilize an ATS platform or you know an onboarding platform that that is aligned with your screening needs, the customizations that are required. Um, no matter your size and make sure you're getting the level of service that you need, because whether you're a a one person operation or a thousand person operation, time is still super important and service is still super important. So you want to make sure that you understand again, who's handling what, who do you contact if there's an issue or a problem and if that technology breaks, Who's responsible? What are your recourses and can you order outside that technology, which is another piece, right? What's the backup? So it sounds great to work, but when it doesn't work because you can't get that one search that you need, what's the backup? So ask the provider, ask your partner, hey, if we need DMV and when that doesn't work through this uh, customization or the integration or we need healthcare sanctions and it doesn't work, how do we go about doing that? Understand what that looks like up front so you don't get into a project where you onboard hundreds or thousands of people in 30 days and you're stuck and you don't have a way around um, that integration to get those people screened and onboarded in a timely fashion.
1: Yeah. I mean, you brought up another great point there, right? So um, you there may be, you know, when you're looking at a background screening provider and, and you're merely looking at the fact of do they integrate with this ATS, uh, you're limiting yourself in, in one capacity. There may be parts of your background screening program that you don't want integrated into your ATS. I can think of annual MVRs if you have a driver list or something like that. You may want that separated. Well, if you don't like your providers end system, if you don't like their platform technology or how they're showing those in just kind of put yourself out all because that integration. So uh, definitely a lot of things to think about. I think the the integrations, um, they pull everything together. I know talent acquisition, uh, especially when looking at an applicant tracking system and you start talking about integrations and systems. Indeed, and things of that nature in different job sites, you start talking about cost to hire. The cool thing is, is that when you do couple your ATS and your background screening provider, you can start bringing in that background screening provider as part of that conversation. What's our cost to hire? And uh, so I think that really kind of like levels the field for talent acquisition. um, and gives them another uh, another way to look at their background.
0: Sure, sure. And Joe, that's a great point. I think what I've seen is when Applicant tracking system, talent acquisition software, and background screening providers work together to come up with a solution. They're both involved, they both want to dedicate resources, whether that's time or money, it creates a better solution for the for the end end user, the client, the employer, um, as, as opposed to a plug and play situation where you just get what you get and uh, you're kind of stuck with that. Another thing to bring up is, is that what Joe mentions as far as, um, some searches and services that aren't available. We're gonna get to 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 talking about this on a future episode, but criminal and monitoring is gonna be something that I think that we're gonna be doing. Joe talked about annual rechecks of MBR or rescreening. Those are a couple other examples of things that you need to have happen. So in order for someone to be on to a criminal monitoring um, service, an initial background check needs to be done. So if you're looking to migrate to an ATS with a large background screening provider, but they don't offer continuous monitoring, you're gonna have to rerun that initial background check to get the person onto that continuous monitoring platform in order to initiate continuous monitoring, which depending on the size of your organization could dramatically increase your cost of background checks because you're gonna have to do that initial background check, the criminal background research, to get that applicant onto the kind of employer census to get the monitoring going. And that could be for monitoring of just criminal records. It could be for sanctions. Like Joe mentioned, rescreening programs, also MVRs. If you're DOT regulator, or you have drivers, just a couple other things to think about looking forward um, before you make those decisions about an integration. Um, and, and again, integrations can be done through a variety of different technologies. You don't need to choose an out of the box off the shelf solution um, for your needs.
1: Yeah. Great points. Great points.
0: So, On this show again, we try to talk about background screening tips and tech. If you have any questions for us, we'll make sure to link up our email and information in the show notes below. We really appreciate you following us. The the podcast is now available on Apple podcasts and wherever you um, download your podcast. So thanks again for tuning in. If you have any questions for us, please reach out. And again, we're going to get back to the PBSA. A conference, which is going on virtually, the, pa- the Professional Background Screeners Association of America. Um, thanks again for tuning in. Joe, thanks for your time today, and we will be talking with you all very soon.
1: Thanks, everyone.